take me out to the ball game. You're listening to episode three of Ridiculously Happy People with me, Sophia Lemon, wedding and portrait photographer, baseball player, and bacon lover. I'm here to help you get creative and spend more of your time doing what makes you ridiculously happy. You can find the notes and photos that go along with this episode at sophialemon.com slash three and get your questions answered in the Facebook community at Ridiculously Happy People. And that's spelled P-P-L. Hello, Ridiculously Happy People. In this episode, I'm sharing with you the process I use to help my clients choose the best location for their portrait session. Choosing the perfect location is an important step in the portrait process. And it's a difficult one. The right location can be what makes your portraits truly meaningful instead of just some pics of us. But if a deeply meaningful location doesn't immediately pop into your head, you might be absolutely stumped. Most of my clients stare blankly at me when this question comes up, and many just defer to me for the final decision. So how do you pick the right place? If you're struggling with this decision, there are a few questions you can ask yourself to get started. First, where did you first meet? If it's nearby, the place you first met might be a great place to start. Second, where do you spend most of your time together outside of your home? If you love to go window shopping together, then a jaunt downtown might be perfect. Whereas, if you prefer to sit by a bonfire at the cottage, this is a great place to start. Next, what do you love to do together? By choosing an activity you enjoy, it becomes easier to narrow down locations. For example, if, like me, you like baseball, you can have your portraits done at a local ball diamond. If you like to go canoeing, like Amy and Tom, you can head to your local boat launch. You can check out their photo at sophialemon.com slash three. Lastly, would you rather be on the water, in the forest, in your backyard, or at your favorite coffee shop? Obviously, if you prefer to be indoors to in the forest, having your portraits done on the Bruce Trail might leave you feeling and looking totally out of place. Narrowing down the places that make you feel most like yourselves will help you eliminate the wrong backdrops. Sometimes the answers to these questions bring back fond memories, which make it easy to pin down a location. But when they don't, and we need to do a little bit more digging, I consider my clients' personalities, their favorite colors, how many people will be in their photographs, and their style. For example, if your home has a rustic charm, then a skyscraper will not make the right backdrop. But a simple beaten path could be great. If I'm photographing a large family, though, that trail through a dense forest will make it difficult to get everyone in one photograph, but an open field on an overcast day might be perfect. This is the type of workflow I go through when choosing a location, and I bet you can do it pretty easily too. First, start by determining whether you're natural or urban landscape types. This will narrow down the types of locations to consider. If you like natural landscapes, you'll be looking at areas like the beach, the woods, an open field, or a local park. If you're into the urban landscape, you'll be considering places like your local downtown shopping district, an alley, a fall fair midway, 
and somewhere you can get a good view of the city lights behind you. Do you have a good idea of which you prefer? Let's get a little bit more specific. Probably 80% of my clients choose a natural location. Whether it's by the water, in an apple orchard, or the woods, many who come to work with me in the Bruce Gray and Simcoe areas deeply connect with the outdoors. If you've decided to go with a natural landscape, there are so many options and characteristics to consider. You'll need to consider the season, whether you'll use props, and whether your location of choice will give you enough space for your family. For example, the time of year will have a huge impact on your backdrop. You'll find that in natural landscapes, colors can be a bit dull. Unless you plan to lay in a blooming flower bed in mid-spring, your photos will be reasonably monochromatic, whether that is blue, green, red, or brown. Personally, I love the brown tones, like in Carly and Scott's fall engagement session, but I find that many people get scared by the idea that their photos will not be filled with color. The truth, however, is that most people want vibrant photographs, not colorful photographs. In fact, too much color in the background can be distracting and pull attention away from you, the subject. If you choose a meaningful location, your photographs will immediately seem more vibrant to you. And if you absolutely want pops of color, you can add them with your wardrobe like Carly did with her scarf. In most natural landscapes, there aren't many opportunities for naturally occurring props. There are only so many trees you can lean on or sit against, and this means you are, for the most part, limited with regard to posing. Often, either everyone in the photograph will be standing or sitting at the same time. But bringing your own props is a great way to break this up. A blanket is a popular item with my clients, especially when it's been quilted by someone special. And it will keep your butt free of grass stains. I'm also fond of picnic baskets, hay bales, and vintage orchard tools like ladders. I almost always recommend a natural landscape for groups of four or more people, being as many of these types of environments are wide open and offer lots of room to branch out and move around, photographs with large groups tend to seem less claustrophobic than they are with four people crammed into a small space. If you're inviting your extended family for a portrait, be sure to consider how much space your location offers. An open space like a farmer's field or a park backing onto a tree line might be best. In comparison to natural landscapes, Urban environments are full of color and attitude. You'll find brick, graffiti, and cool architectural details to frame your photos. Now, the lighting will be best for your photo shoot when it's diffused. That's why we photographers love to shoot in overcast weather or just before the sun goes down. In urban areas, there is a lot of opportunity for shade, but you'll find a sharp contrast where the shade ends and the sunlight begins. Your photographer will be able to work around this particular problem. However, when choosing your favorite brick wall as your backdrop, earlier or later in the day are probably going to be best. And be sure to consider which side of the building the sun will be on so that you're not squinting directly into it in all of your photos. If you're looking for pops of color in winter, like Jenna and Jeremy were for their engagement, a colorful brick wall might be your best option. You won't find much color anywhere else as the trees have no leaves and the snow is covering practically everything. 
Another advantage to urban environments is the variety of levels. Uh, what am I talking about? Raised sidewalks, stairs, railings, half walls. All of these things make posing a little bit more fun. Significant height differences can, at times, make for really awkward portraits. Like with Trisha and Greg. Greg is nearly a full foot taller than Trisha, but when we came across a fire escape, we found the perfect opportunity to reduce the height difference. Take a look at sophialemon.com slash three. Trisha's even leaning down a little bit so Greg can kiss her cheek. Indoor locations are great for creating a cozy feeling in photographs. There are a couple things you should consider when choosing your living room as a backdrop. First, how big is your space? In order to create dynamic photographs in your living space, you and your photographer will need room to move around. Be sure to clean up and remove clutter like tables that might be in the way or chairs that you won't be sitting in in order to make your space feel bigger. Next, how much light is there? Unless your indoor space features huge windows and lots of sunlight at the time of your shoot, your photographer may need to bring lights which will make the space feel even smaller and difficult to work in. For these reasons, I usually only recommend a session in your home for two adults and children who can reasonably sit in your lap. As you add more bodies to the mix, it becomes increasingly difficult to fit everyone in the portrait. In urban environments especially, you might need to acquire permits for your session. I once got out of this by telling a security guard who questioned me that we weren't in fact having a photo shoot, we were just taking some photos. We got rather lucky when he said, that's what I thought, and walked away. I absolutely do not recommend this plan of attack. Be sure to get your permits in order before planning your session time in case there are any holdups. If you absolutely cannot make up your mind, try to find a location that offers a variety of backdrops rather than choosing more than one location. For example, Moore's Estate in Owen Sound is a widely popular photo location for weddings, engagements, and grad photos. I've photographed a number of couples here, in fact. It offers diverse backdrops, including the manor, barns, stone walls, a hedge maze, gardens, and open fields. No two photographs are the same, and every time I go, I find a new corner to work in. I found that most people immediately head to the back for the British-style manor backdrop, but the entire property is photogenic. One of my favorite spaces is the old greenhouse in Jenna and Adam's photo. Not only is it secluded, but it offers a lot of color, texture, and depth in photographs. You can see the spot I'm talking about at sophialemon.com three. Choosing a location for your portrait session can be a nuanced process. Nailing down the right backdrop can make the difference between vibrant portraits and just some pics of you. You should pick a place that has meaning to you, whether it's where you first met, your favorite place to be together, or the place you like to play. A meaningful location will make for dynamic photographs. If you're struggling, consider your style. If you're partial to the great outdoors, a natural landscape might be best, but if you like the hustle and bustle, consider an urban backdrop. Each have their advantages, and you should take into consideration the time of year and how many people will be in your portraits. For example, a wide open field on an overcast day is the perfect spot for a large family, 
and a cityscape will offer you your best chance at bright colors in your winter engagement photos. If you need a little more guidance on the subject or are looking for some more inspiration, you can join the community on Facebook at Ridiculously Happy People. You can also follow me on Instagram for more sneak peeks and shenanigans at Ridiculously Happy People. And remember, that's PPL. If you like what you hear, I highly recommend you subscribe at sophialemon.com slash podcast. And you can share the love by leaving me a five-star review at sophialemon.com slash review. Finally, I want to thank Benjamin Edward for my super cool caricature and Ben Sound for my awesome beats. Thanks for listening and see you soon. Bye.